0: When someone is asking the question over and over and over, is this worth it? Is this guy worth it? Uh, Usually it's no. When someone is crazy into someone and having the best time and it feels great, they're not saying, should I be here? Mm -hmm. Mm. They're not asking, is this worth it? They're having a great time. When someone says, is this worth it? Usually it's them continuing to try and justify whatever behavior is happening in the relationship that they're trying to ignore because they're afraid of going out there and being on their own again. Every relationship runs into struggles sometimes. When you're spending years, decades even, with someone who's in such close proximity all the time, you're bound to face an issue here or there. What matters most is how you deal with those issues and how you grow as a couple because of them. What happens when you can't deal with those issues though? When your partner won't meet you halfway, what do you tell yourself to keep the peace? finding a partner that's in it with you, committed and enthusiastic, and gels with you perfectly, you can call that person your soulmate. I have had the privilege of watching a relationship blossoming from the meeting, to the engagement, to the wedding, to unfortunately, where we wound up today, the divorce. And that's what this episode of Confession Radio is all about. It's checking in with yourself. Within every relationship, it's essential to check in with yourself and ask. Does your partner make you feel happy? Is there a genuine future for the two of you together? And relationships need more than just passing affections. They need strong foundations. No relationship is free from problems. After all, we're all spending years with someone you can't expect to be perfect hundred percent of the time, right? Things become dull. Issues arise. You talk about it, you grow and you move on. When you're in a relationship that you feel is going south, you can often feel it circling the drain, facing a point of no return. That doesn't make it easy to admit though, especially after spending so long together. So you'll tell yourself lies and try to mask the fact that you're not satisfied anymore, including playing into a fantasy version of your relationship that just truly does not exist. You're always thinking about what could be. Sometimes we get into a relationship because we like the idea of a person more than we like the actual person. It's hard to notice in the moment as those two things can be similar in our minds. But the longer it goes, the more obvious it becomes. If you're constantly thinking about the type of person your partner could be, ways that could treat you differently or change so that way you'd feel happier, more secure, more loved whatever your desire is, then you're not really in love with them. You're just sticking around, hoping that they make the magical changes that will honestly never come. And you're always thinking about how things were. So we're, you know, could be now we're thinking about the past. We're not living in the present, right? Sometimes a relationship starts off amazingly it's everything you can have or dreamed of and more. But once that honeymoon phase ends and you settle into the realities of a long-term commitment, you might see a different side of this person you haven't been expecting. So that leads you to reminiscing about how things used to be, especially about the way your partner used to behave. Maybe they used to be more thoughtful, more attractive, more passionate, whatever the case you can only feel love for them when you're thinking about the past version of themselves. Then you kind of over explain relationship issues. So when you're talking to your friends or family about how your relationship is going, you immediately get your backup. I know how this sounds, but is a common starter before you roll into a complaint or a worry you have. You know that your partner's behavior seems terrible and the people you speak to agree. Why are you being so defensive? It's common that people will write off minor relationship troubles as they don't outweigh the positives. And it is often isn't something worth arguing about. But when you start to do this often with full knowledge that something is wrong, then it becomes worth examining. And then you ward off happiness with reason, the sense of unhappiness and discontent you feel seems overwhelming. It's constant, and you can never fully alleviate yourself from it. All it does is gnaw away at your consciousness, and yet you still try to use reason to combat it. Then you're often talking yourself down from any real strong feelings or sadness or regret when thinking of your partner because, well, it can be a number of reasons. Breakups, they're scary, let alone divorces. If you two are married and thinking of a life without your long-term partner in it, is, it's very tough. Those fears aren't worth subduing your happiness, though. Not now and not ever. Now you're working harder than your partner. In an unbalanced or rocky relationship, there's always one person who seems to be investing way more time and effort into keeping things afloat. And you've found yourself in that role. Your partner doesn't seem to want to engage at all, even though you're changing yourself to suit them better every day. Maybe they do promise to change after ages of you bringing up issues you're having. But once they do, it's not what you wanted and it's fleeting. They don't commit to the promises they make and once again leave you stranded emotionally. I reached out to my friend, Esther Perel, who is a psychiatrist and an NYT best-selling author. She's also a podcast host of Where Should We Begin? And I just asked her in a conversation, do you think... In all of your experience, all your clinical experience, your relationships provide the ultimate mirror to look at your own behavior, your own inadequacies and insecurities. And are they really highlighted in relationships in a way that nothing else can? And this was her response.
1: Yes. Yes. I think that there is, I I, I would put it like that, actually. It's more dialectic, you know. In order for me to know me, I really need to know myself through you, through my connections with people. But it can be strangers. It doesn't just have to be the intimate relationship to the people who raised me, which is probably the origin story, you know, through my friends, through my colleagues. I, it's a mirror. But what's so interesting is that in, we tend to think that we are reacting to what other people do to us. And we don't know that they are also at the same time reacting to things that we do to them. That is what is amazing to see in relationships, is that we, we see ourselves at the receiving end. We're very aware of, you made me feel. You set me up too. It's because you said this that I, you know, if you hadn't done that, I would never. And we see ourselves as if we are in reaction to we don't often see the action. We only see the reaction. And the real awareness in a relationship is both ends. It's what I do to you that makes you do to me, that then sets me up to do to you, then that makes you say to me the opposite of what you ever intended to say, then then makes me say to you what I would never have wanted to say to you either. And here we are stuck. It's this way that people tend to think a human being is, person and they have a fantastic sentence for it which is that's just the way you are that's who he is that's who she is she's that kind of a person and I always say with you she's that kind of a person but we are not the same person with others we are not just one person we may have core characteristics but we are shaped by the relationship in which we are we make the relationship and the relationship makes us And the relationship is the dynamic between you and me. It's the space in between. It's not who I am and who you are. It's what we do to each other that draws from you certain things and that draws from me certain things. And that's the definition of a relationship. It's the space in between. It's a very different way of thinking about it than the two people coming together. No, it's what is it that they create together and what is it that they bring out in each other.
0: But then you make excuses for your partner. We've all done this. This sign is similar to over explaining your partner's issues, but you're taking it one step further by actively making excuses. Just brushing it off is not a big deal. Doesn't cut it anymore. You have to go into why your partner doesn't like the things that they do. Listen, if your partner has suffered some sort of trauma in their life that causes them to behave the way they do, that doesn't make it okay. They're still hurting you in some capacity and that's all that matters in the moment. Of course, we wanna be supportive to our partners and help them and understand we're here to help them, but they also have to kind of get into that mindset as well that you're there, you're their partner and you're there to help them. Then we face the reality of sometimes better is not together. Facing the reality of being stuck in an unhappy relationship is just absolutely heartbreaking. These signs aren't dished out lightly, but in order to feel that happiness of a healthy and loving relationship, you need to be willing to accept that you won't find it in your current partner, especially if they seem unwilling to work on things alongside you. Once you've snapped out of that fantasy and awakened to the reality of the situation, this is when you lean on others to help you. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because it's not. And it's so much easier said than done. But you deserve better. And believe it or not, there is better to be found beyond the horizon. I'm going to end the episode with this. Intimacy is not who you let touch you. Intimacy is who you text at 3 a.m. about your dreams and fears. Intimacy is choosing to give your attention when 10 other people are demanding it intimacy is the person always in the back of your mind no matter where you are or how distracted you are. And finally, when nobody wakes you up in the morning and nobody waits for you at night and when you can do whatever you want, what do you call it? Freedom or loneliness?